0: And welcome to episode 61 of Did You Bring the Hummus podcast. I'm Kimberly, your host, and I'm super excited to be here with you today. Did You Bring the Hummus is a podcast to help you go vegan. This season, I'm sharing new episodes every Monday discussing all things vegan. Most importantly, we'll talk about how to embrace this meaningful decision with fervor and fun. Episodes post every Monday on your favorite podcast app. Before we get started, I have one very important question for you. Did you bring the hummus? Today, I am joined by Marie Doré of Your Vegan VA. Marie, a VLCE, vegan lifestyle coach and educator, is a vegan virtual assistant with a passion for travel. She believes that anything is possible if you have the right attitude and is always looking for ways to empower her clients to reach their highest potential. Marie traveled the world solo in 2016 and 2017, exploring New Zealand, Australia, Asia, and Europe. After meeting her partner on this life-changing trip, she moved to Germany in 2019 and experienced many shifts that led her to start her own virtual assistance business. Vegan since 2020 and living between Canada and Germany, Marie's creating a life of freedom for herself while helping the vegan movement the best she can. Marie and I get into the complexity of being human, what that means when going vegan, tips and tricks she learned on her travels, leading by example, and truly taking care of your whole self. Oh, and wait until you hear about Marie's favorite hummus. Hey Marie, thanks for joining me.
1: Hi, Kimberly. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I'm so honored.
0: (laughs) Thank you. I'm really honored to have you. I'm looking forward to a really great conversation. Same. So my first question as is standard here, did you bring the hummus, is um, just share about your vegan journey. Tell us how you got here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I never know quite where to start with that question, because I feel like I have uh, not an uncommon journey, but for me, my journey really started with beauty products. Hmm. So I was introduced to this idea that there was many products that contained animal products and were tested on animals, and that just did not go well with me and that was back when i was i think i was 22 and i'm for reference i'm not shy about my age i'm 30 now so that was when i was around 22 years old and that that concept that idea really disgusted me just to think that i was putting on my skin animals or that the products were tested on the animals that didn't that didn't <laughs> go down well when i learned that yeah. So, um, so yeah, from that point on, from 22 years old, I completely stopped using animal products in my beauty products. And for some reason, I was still comfortable with the fact that I was eating animals. (laughs) Like it was not, that was not really an issue. I didn't mind that as much. Um, It didn't disgust me as much. I didn't think much about the process because it was not yet introduced to me mm. so so that's where it started and then in 2016 I I traveled I left for New Zealand and I did some kind of world tour every time every time I say that I say the exact same thing I'm like I feel like a rock star when I say <laughs> that I did a world tour but it's just I you know I Started from point A and came back to point A by doing around Very the cool world. Though. Yeah, <laughs> it is pretty cool. And yeah. I did it alone. Yeah. Wow. And so, yeah, it's, um, I was 23 when I left and, you know, back then it didn't seem so intimidating. And now mm. I look back and I'm like, wow, I'm a badass, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and during that travel i met several people that were vegetarian and vegans and that kind of introduced me for the first time to this idea that was completely in my city there were no vegan restaurants i was not really where i live in quebec city that was not really part of in any way part of the culture so i was not really exposed to it before traveling and so do you know what? Actually, I'm lying. <laughs> <laughs> Outed yourself. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In 2012, my sister went vegetarian. And I have a Facebook, it's very embarrassing. I have a Facebook post that pops up, you know, as a memory mm-hmm. each year where she tagged me and she was like, Do you want to be vegetarian with me? And I answered, Never. <laughs> So I'm lying. My sister had been vegetarian, you know, so that was my first encounter. (laughs) And but when I traveled, it really (laughs) it really stayed with me a little bit more because I was picking up tips and tricks to save money while I was Mm. traveling. And a lot of that was to eat vegetarian. Because if I didn't buy meat anywhere I go. As a traveler oh my God, I saved so much money. So introduced there. But what really, really tipped me over, if I can say it like that, was a market in Vietnam. So I was in Vietnam for about a week and next to my hostel, there was a meat market. And I didn't know it was a meat market, right? And just wandered in. Mm. And the smell and the sight it was over. Yeah. I could not, you know. Like it's very different in Southeast Asia, the way they present meat. It's very graphic because it's the entire animal that you see. It's the head. It's you know, it's just everything. Yeah. You see everything and it is at it as it is, with the smell. It's not wrapped in a pretty little plastic. So that was that I couldn't yeah (laughs) I I made the connection then you know yeah I saw the animal and I thought shit I'm sorry am I no
0: yep you're free to say (laughs) okay okay (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I
1: thought shit I cannot go back I cannot go back and at the same time I don't know how to do it I don't know how to be fully vegetarian because at first that was what I did. I went vegetarian and I didn't know. So I would kind of um, advocate for myself and tell people, hey, I'm going to be vegetarian one day because I cannot eat meat anymore. I'm going to be vegetarian. So other people would kind of keep me accountable on that, Mm -hmm. like asking me, Or pointing to me like, oh, this is vegetarian. Oh, you could eat that And so little by little, I just stopped eating meat altogether. At some point, it was, you know, like, oh, once a week, if I go to the restaurant and there's nothing else, I will eat like chicken or something like that. And then at some point, I woke up one morning and I was like, you know what? That was um, July of 2017, where I was like, you know what? I haven't eaten any meat in three weeks. Mm. How gorgeous, how amazing, (laughs) how brilliant. And I thought, well, I'm never going back. You know, like now that it's been three (laughs) weeks, I'm never going back. Mm -hmm. And so that was my transition into being vegetarian. And then uh, about two years later, so I moved to Germany. My partner, I met my partner in Australia as I was traveling. And then um, he's German. So I moved to Germany with him. And (laughs) my partner had chickens, Mm. and it was really for him it was really like his little pets you know like his little friends and he had like great respect for for his chickens and for the first time I was introduced to you know I was never really close to animals as like growing up or anything so the byproducts you know um, dairy and eggs and honey and all of that Mm. I was not really introduced to the idea of what it could do to an animal. Mm. For the eggs, for, for, for the chickens that my partner had, it felt, um, it felt okay, you know, in the beginning, because I was like, I love them so much. And we will never send them to a slaughterhouse. You know, like, they will be with us, like, forever, like, as long as we can keep them, we're going to keep them. And it was really like in the beginning, it was, we're going to eat the eggs because there's eggs anyway. And at some point, I got disgusted by it because I could hear them. you know, like when mm. when you have chicken in your backyard, you can hear them put the eggs that well, I don't want to say give birth to the egg, but yeah, right. <laughs> and you hear them, and it's painful. And you know Aww. that they've been breeded this way. So I was like, no, <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I cannot do it anymore.
1: <laughs> and um. Yeah. And again, at some point, and for dairy, you know, it was the same thing. I was exposed. For me, it was really exposure, direct exposure to the animals. We visited a small family-owned dairy farm. A small, not not something industrial, mm-hmm. right? A small family farm. And I could not stand it. I could <laughs> not stand the side of it. I could not stand... Seeing the baby separated from their mothers, I could not. And I I remember looking at my partner being like, nope, (laughs) it is over for me. I'm going full vegan. Mm -hmm. This is where I'm at. So, long, very long story short, (laughs) for me, it was a long transition. And in a way, I'm very glad it happened this way Mm -hmm. because it allowed me to slowly learn along the way everything I had to learn in order to make this lifestyle sustainable for myself. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't have done it another way. I think I would not have, I know some people it's great for them. They go vegan overnight and that's amazing. Um, For me personally, the long game Mm
0: -hmm. was was the solution. Yeah.
1: So yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's, um, it's interesting. I love hearing people's journey to veganism because I can always relate. So far, I've been able to relate to someone's story in some piece of it, but I also love that we all find these different ways to get to the same point. And it's just, it blows Mm -hmm. my mind every time I hear a new story. I too started off with stopping using products that had been tested on animals I I found about I found out about yeah I found out about animal testing in like high school and I made sure that I was like reading the label and I wouldn't buy anything that was tested and then I just kept eating animals I didn't like vegetables I had no idea how to cook and then eventually um I got, I was almost 21 when I got um an issue of PETA's Animal Times in the mail. And I don't know how it came to me. I still to this day don't know why it showed up, but I'm so glad it did. And I went vegetarian overnight, but I wasn't vegan overnight. Mm-hmm. It took me probably like another. I was on and off. I'd go vegan for a little bit and then back on cheese. Cause I didn't know how to cook and I was still learning. And, and so I finally went vegan like forever and ever in 2015, but, uh, but yeah, me too. It was a long process and I needed the time because like I said, I hated vegetables, had no idea what I was doing in the kitchen. And I was lucky enough that I was so young because I was living at home. And so the idea of like wearing leather shoes, I was like not doing that anymore. I was able to give them away. And because I I was working, but not, and I didn't have like some great job, but it was enough for me to be able to like restock, buy new shoes, buy a new handbag. And so the only thing that was keeping me from actually being vegan was all the cheese and eggs I was eating. And (laughs) I'm so glad I finally made it there, but...
1: I know Uh, right the cheese I was such a cheese girly like milk and yogurt was never a problem for me I don't know why I was never really big on milk and yogurt mm -hmm. like not really but the cheese yep grated cheese on this and (laughs) extra cheese on my pizza and cheese 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 like cheese all over the place and and yet yet it it surprised me when I really made like this connection, Mm -hmm. how quickly I was able to say no. Yeah. And I was really surprised by myself because I thought I, I had this idea when I was vegetarian that, oh, I'm not going to be able to, it's going to be so Mm -hmm. hard if I try to (laughs) stop eating cheese. And, and yet, you know, like this, this emotional connection happened and then it was a Mm no-brainer. Yep. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Yeah. That's what helped me go vegetarian overnight was that I made that emotional connection. And that's what kept me motivated to keep learning how to cook and learn more about what I could eat, what I should be eating. And, uh, and that helped the transition along for sure.
1: I talked to... So many people who say the same thing you just said about cooking mm-hmm. you know i also didn't know how to cook really before i was so clumsy in the kitchen and it would take me hours to make you know like a simple meal yep <laughs> like the simplest one-pot meal it would take me forever mm-hmm. you know <laughs> i was not really skilled. <laughs> But yeah, where, where there's a will, there's a way. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> so that I, always,
0: I always say when people are like, I can't go vegan, it's too much. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, but it's also not because when you have that motivation, then it's just worth it. Just like anything that you really care about, you mm-hmm. find a way and you keep pushing forward. And when you focus on just one thing at a time, like, while you're making dinner you don't need to worry about the next time you need to buy shampoo you worry about the next time you need to buy shampoo when you're running out so yes it it is like a lot of decisions that we have to make around the things that we buy and the way that we interact with the world but they're not all happening at the same time and no, that's so exactly. important for people to remember when they're like no it's too much
1: yes exactly that is so so true and also if you do it step by step i'm not I don't know because I don't have the experience of going vegan overnight. But I know that from doing it step by step, you know, you go to the same supermarket. You know where your go to's are. Mm-hmm. Like, a, a, your first trip through the supermarket might take you an hour. You know, yeah. but all your other trips will take you 15 minutes because you know exactly where the things you need are, and mm-hmm. it's not, it's not as complex as we. Eat imagine it will be. Right. So oh that is so true. It's like if you go step by step, you'll learn along the way Mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah, it it's not even choices anymore. And you know it's not yeah now I don't even double think it. I'm not like, oh right, I need a shampoo. What will I buy? No, I know exactly what I'm gonna buy. It's just (laughs) that we are like rewiring those Circuit in our brain, and of course that's difficult. Like I'm not taking that away from anyone. Of course that's hard yeah. for the first few times, but you can do it. You can yeah. do hard things. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, I love. I love that. I know that so many of my listeners are not yet vegan because they hear mm. these stories. I can't. I can't think of a guest off the top of my head anyway that was like, I found out about this and I just went vegan overnight. We all have a journey, and do now that i'm I'm here or even when I was vegetarian, I knew I wanted to be vegan. And I love the idea that maybe one day we could have a vegan world. Like of course, I'd love to snap my fingers and have a vegan world. but I also I've been through the transition myself, and I know the world we live in. so I don't expect people to do that and and for mm-hmm. people to just know that they can take their time and learn. Because when we take our time and we learn, that's what makes it sustainable. Like you were saying, it becomes this thing. It's not even a choice anymore. It's simply what you do.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you know, for me, it, it's funny that you say that because along the journey, you know, you said at some point I wanted, you know, I was picturing this whole world Mm-hmm. being vegan and 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 I think it's part of the journey as well this mental piece mm-hmm. the mental piece the advocacy advocacy sorry listeners I I'm French well I'm not French but I'm French Canadian so if you hear an accent that's where it comes from I think <laughs> it makes me charming so
0: <laughs> absolutely
1: <laughs> um so yeah the, this this piece, this mental piece that comes with doing a transition like that, especially if you go in for the animals. I myself went through such a journey. So there was the journey to veganism, and then there's the journey within
0: mm-hmm.
1: veganism. Yeah. Which took me places. Oh my God. <laughs> from being, you know, angry and mad and driving myself kind of miserable trying to trying to find excuses for people as to like why are you not yet there like why why Mm -hmm. are you not there yet in your journey (laughs) like having this these anger issues and this sadness and this just a nervous system going up and down all the time because you see you you start following vegan pages so you see videos of animal abuse and Mm -hmm. and that's not good you know like for your system and so this journey of navigating okay i'm a new like i'm i'm a little newbie vegan (laughs) i'm angry i and i also at the same time i'm so um idealistic like, I think that things can be so much better, so much quicker if we just did it all right now, all at the same time, right? And slowly making my way to true, deep reflections about, actually, I don't want to make myself miserable. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: I don't want the fact that I'm making a choice for the animals and for myself I don't want that to drive me miserable yeah you know like I've been thinking about that so 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 much lately because I I think I I want to bring the comparison with other values that people cling to and drive themselves miserable by doing Mm -hmm. so yeah it's not just in veganism, right? It's it, We see that in a lot of places. I think in a lot of faiths, you know, religions,
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: some people advocate for what they truly so passionately believe in, but it makes themselves feel sad and angry and hopeless. Mm-hmm. And I don't want that for myself. You know, like, I don't know if you've seen that interview, but... It was on Oprah, I think, Um, and it was a woman asking Oprah how she could possibly be Christian if she was friends with uh, a gay person. Hmm. Oprah was like talking about Ellen and whatever. And I hope those references, everyone get them. (laughs) And this woman, I remember watching the video and the woman you know, she was crying because she cared so much that for her, she was convinced Oprah would go to hell.
0: Mm. Right. Yeah.
1: And she was crying big tears and she was shaking, you know, driving herself so miserable for the choices of someone else. Yeah. And I don't want that in my life. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I want to be happy and I deserve to be happy. And I want to have social interactions with pre-vegans and non-vegans that (laughs) are joyful and and normal. (laughs) (laughs) You know?
0: Yeah, I get that for sure. We want to present like that not all vegans are angry. And not all vegans are sad or constantly showing people really horrific videos. And look, those videos have a place because some Mm -hmm. people, they need to see that. Maybe just once, but they need to see it. But that doesn't have to be your approach because there are Mm -hmm. other people who need that joyful interaction with Marie in order to consider, oh, maybe being vegan isn't so bad. And they start Mm -hmm. to pay attention to how you live and what you do and the things you say. And before you know it, without you ever saying, I think it'd be great if you went vegan, they're doing it because they love the joyful life you're leading. And they want more of that in their own life.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's a way of leading by example that mm, doesn't impact my life in a way that um yeah I just not making people feel miserable yeah (laughs) you know it's it's a a, it's a journey like getting here because I did a podcast interview I think a few years ago where I was expressing that anger you know I think Mm -hmm. you I think I did like like, through the years a few podcast interview where you could you could probably like listen to them one after the other and you'd be like oh she has like journeyed (laughs) like what I said back then was Mm -hmm. my was my truth back then yeah and your truth can be your truth at one point in time Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: then it journeys it evolves and then you're like you know what I said that it was my truth but now that's not what I believe anymore yeah you know I've grown (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that's that's beautiful you know in a way
0: yeah we should we should grow that's kind of the whole reason I think that we're even here on this earth is to you know I don't know experience stuff and and become better versions of ourselves yeah and and yeah like when I first went vegetarian anytime someone asked me do you want this, you know, chicken dish or, you know, something like that? I would, I wouldn't just say no, thank you, which is where I would start now. My response would be, I don't eat anything with a face. I don't eat anything that had a mother. And just like that too, all smug and everything. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that's kind of who you are anyway, when you're like, uh, in almost 21, I think for a lot of people, yeah. you're kind of you feel like, oh, I'm an adult now. I've kind of figured this thing out called life. And it's totally a lie, but <laughs> that's what we think we're doing. And and yeah, that I was just, you know, a, a little smug about it. And some people loved that. Most people hated it. <laughs> <laughs> And just like you, I grew and my, you know, I wasn't always just presenting this like angry response about things. And even now, you know, you can't unlearn the things that you know about the world and and the the, the horrific things that happen. And those are a significant reason why so many of us are vegan, but we can choose not to live in it, even though we know that it's happening every moment of the day.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and we have to I think that we have to take care of ourselves in order to be the advocates for the animals to be the stewards of a new way of looking at the world and for so many of us it's not watching those videos all day long and that's okay it has
1: never been for me not me neither (laughs) (laughs) no and it's like you said those videos they do have a place But I think if you do this transition, take care of yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, take care of your emotion, emotional realm, take care of your mental health, because it plays such a big role in, are you able to sustain this lifestyle? Yeah. Because if you continuously bombard yourself, you know, some people have the stomach for it and I, I applaud them and I salute them and I thank them for that, you know, but I can't.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: i know what kind of impact it has on my mental health i know how it makes me feel for the rest of the day you know i know yeah so so yeah take care of yourself mm-hmm. you know that's i think that's my main message to people that are transitioning to this lifestyle or or even are thinking about that take care of your mental health first and yeah and then after that you'll be able to help others Mm
0: -hmm. you know yeah yeah for sure it's um you know it's just it's that saying that we hear all the time you put your your own mask on first when the plane is getting all wild right you know the masks air masks go down you don't put the mask on the person next to you you put it on you first so that you can help the people around you and that's exactly what what we need to do as well. And, you know, one of the things that comes up a lot, I think is, is guilt. I've never met a vegan who said, you know, that didn't say, I wish I'd gone vegan sooner. Mm -hmm. And we can have a lot of guilt around knowing what we contributed to for however long of our lives that we were contributing to it. And it has its place because we have to work through that. But beyond working through it, accepting like, yes, I used to do that. I used to be part of this system that horrifies me
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that then we've got to let that go because that gets in the way of us doing the work. Even if we don't view ourselves as, as activists, there are lots of vegans in the world that are like, this is just what I do. I don't want to be an activist, but just by doing it, we are activists. Yeah. And, and so I think this, um this idea of my train of thought is gone. <laughs> okay. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Sometimes you just get carried away. <laughs> I I think I really did. Um, all right. Well, if it comes back, it comes back. But yeah, but you know, just let the guilt sit with it, feel it, acknowledge it, let it go, and mm-hmm. move on. And know that emotions are just part of it's part of life vegan or not you know we're gonna have ups and downs yeah
1: (laughs) oh you know that is so interesting that you bring that up because I was having a family dinner the other day and my dad had bought um, I don't know exactly it's like a sugar pie I don't know if you are like familiar with it it's It's very sugary, as the name says, but it's basically cream and eggs and brown sugar all together and creates like a mousse, like a a sugar mousse, and it's brown. Yeah. And that used to be one of my favorite desserts, you know? Yeah. And I've never found that vegan. I don't even know. I've never really looked into it because um, baking. It's very daunting to me. Baking is a science. It's very different than cooking. Yeah. So but um my my dad's partner was there. And I was like, oh no, I you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take a piece. And she said to me, Oh, come, stop, stop punishing yourself.
0: Mm.
1: And my first thought was, I'm not punishing myself. <laughs> yeah (laughs) i'm not punishing myself like i i have nothing to to be punished for and then later on that night i started questioning i was like am i not am i really not punishing myself am Mm. i not punishing myself for the years where i felt like or now i feel like i was not doing the right thing Mm. is that what i'm doing When I say I cannot even have a little piece, is it what I'm doing? Am I being just hard on myself? Am I telling a part of me, "Hmm, you cannot have this because this is what you pay for, you Mm. know, making the animals suffer for so long. And I really had to think hard about that Mm. because I think there might be a little piece of that that is true. You know, yes, maybe I am punishing myself and at least realizing it and kind of trying to make peace with that um, that's you know that's enlightening that really yeah. helps just um i don't know how to say that like put my priorities kind of in order yeah in order, okay you know mm-hmm. so that was interesting i you talked about guilt. So, you know, sometimes when you associate guilt with punishing yourself, you know, yeah. those two things. And yeah, so that, you know, I'm not, I'm no philosopher, but lately, like, I have all those thoughts of like, there's something deeper. There's something deeper in that journey that shows me parts of me, mm, yeah. me parts of my personality. And some of it is ugly because we all have our little shadows. And some of it is great, you know, like that deep, um, ability to reflect.
0: Yeah. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that you're, you're having these like really introspective moments and Mm -hmm. figuring out who you are within this, you know, larger decision that you've, you've made about, about your life. I Mm -hmm. think that's really amazing.
1: Thank you. Yeah. yeah, I think it's for the longest time I let that word vegan really describe my identity, and now I'm in this process of separating from it a little bit because yes, it's true, and I'm proud. I'm proud to be vegan, and I'm I'm proud for doing this for the animals. But it's not everything that I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's <laughs> not. I am. We are all very complex human beings. I am not just one thing.
0: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And you know, that's one of my favorite things about veganism Mm -hmm. is that we can make it simple in the way we define it. Mm -hmm. And I mean, even the definition of veganism is like five sentences long, so it's not exactly simple, right? But but we know we're not using any animal products, any byproducts, all of that. So we know that, simple. But when we think about life and how we don't live in a vegan world, things get complex. I um, Over the weekend, I was lucky enough to go to a talk where Peter Singer was speaking. Yeah. And I've been following his work ever since I went vegetarian animal liberation was the first book that I bought. And, um, I actually got to talk to him afterwards too. And he signed my book. I know. Um, (laughs) so cool. (laughs) But when it came time to Q and a, uh, one of the, the people in the audience asked, what do we do if we live with animals who aren't vegan or who can't be vegan mm-hmm. how do we make a choice about that mm-hmm. and what do we do and he said if you're not comfortable with it when if it's time you know if you don't already live with companion animals and you're not comfortable with feeding them something different than what you're eating then look for a companion animal who eats like you eat so rabbits and you know he he mentioned that Uh, he and his wife had uh, two rats for their children when they were younger because you know they were really fun and they were able to feed them what they were eating but like I live with four cats she Mm -hmm. was talking about she has two dogs Um, and and he mentioned you know there are plenty of dogs that thrive on a vegan diet but cats, that's just not an option. And so you have to make this choice. And I make that choice twice a day, every day. And my cats only eat wet food. And so it's not even just easy to separate myself from what it is because I'm just pouring dry kibble into a bowl. Like I have to Mm -hmm. scoop out this food that has a really strong smell and Mm -hmm. it's really obvious what I'm feeding to them. So there are these, and that's just like a quick example I can think yeah. of, but there are so many moments in, in life where it does get really complex. And yeah. and this is something that you had even said kind of in our back and forth that we're always seeking this simplicity. Mm-hmm. So how do we, how did you put it? It was like navigating these complex topics when mm-hmm. people are really seeking simplicity. So yeah. tell me, tell me more about what you mean by that
1: it's uh it's such a beautiful subject i love the subject itself of complexity
0: Mm.
1: because i was talking with my with my partner the other day and i was telling him you know we love as human we love um binary thinking we love thinking in terms of yes and no we love thinking in terms of black and white We love thinking that there's only two sides to one coin. We love, and that's the part, like, I was like, oh my God, I am a poet. (laughs) (laughs) We love thinking in terms of day and night and completely forgetting that there is a sunrise and a sunset. Mm. And... I know, right? I love it. I was like impressed with myself. You have no idea. You should be. (laughs) And it's the simplest analogy, but it is, it's exactly that because it's so, we need simplicity and it makes sense in a world, in a world where every single person in your neighborhood has their own story, their own background, their own struggles it's easier to put people in boxes so that you can make sense of the world around you and i get that that's like basic you know basic human psychology is that we love simplicity we love to keep things simple for ourselves Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but by doing so we cut ourselves from others Mm -hmm. and in the vegan bubble there's the vegans and there's the non-vegans and even you know some people go as far as well i'm vegan he's vegetarian you know as if it was that much of a difference it's mm-hmm. not you know <laughs> you know i can think of so many examples like that i'm christian he's not um i'm i'm from canada you're from the united states mm-hmm. we love he's republican And he's Democrat, right? That's the two parties there, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) So he's the left, I'm the right, you know? We We love it. We love it. We make (laughs) sense of our world like that. But we cut ourselves from others by doing so. By putting this, like it, by bypassing complexity, by forgetting a, a person's complexity. I make myself, um, I don't know, that's not how I want to say it. By forgetting their complexity, I cut myself from being vulnerable Mm. and by really seeking who I have in front of me, what's their story, why they are there in their journey. Mm. And it's the same with the world in just in general.
0: Yeah. It is
1: so complex. There's so many things at work all at once. You know, we're speaking mm-hmm. right now, and there's so many little moments happening all over the world. It's very complex, but I cannot make sense of that. Yeah. <laughs> I I could not make sense of that. But I think that just being aware right just Mm -hmm. by being aware that I cannot comprehend your complexity I open a door Mm. I open a door to oh hi who are you yeah tell me your story why is it that you say that you would love to for example be vegan right let's let's Keep on that track because that's what mm. we're talking about here <laughs> like explain to me why is it that you say that you love animals and that you would love to be vegan but you feel you can't mm-hmm. is it because you make under twenty thousand dollars a year and you're not you're barely even like you're barely even able to feed your family because that's valid
0: mm-hmm.
1: that is so valid i'm not gonna bother you with complex ideas of why like this ethic is better than another when all you're thinking about is feeding your family Mm -hmm. you know
0: yeah um
1: oh you come from this kind of background or you know and i think that if we always keep in mind people's complexity we're able to see behind the mask you know Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and that's so important in our in our interactions with others and that's where I feel like this journey has taken me into considering others in in their complexity because there was a time where I thought you eat animals You're a bad person. Now that's not what I think anymore.
0: (laughs) Okay. Like (laughs) yep, in there too.
1: (laughs) But there was a time in my life I thought that. Yeah. That is just not true. Mm -hmm. That is obviously (laughs) it's not. But you get so caught up in that side of the coin. Mm -hmm. You just so caught up in just this one end of a spectrum that you forget. That there's something in the middle. Yeah. You know, things. Mm -hmm. So that's what I was like coming at is that we love seeing both ends. We think in terms of everything is binary, but everything is a spectrum. And if we start looking at the world in with those glasses, right? If if we start looking at the world through this kind of vision that everything is everything and everyone is somewhere on that spectrum there is there is life there is bringing life and there's that and in the middle there's everything everything Everything, you know Mm -hmm. and we, we we can see that in science for example that they're bringing them this concept to more and more things for example mental health um or disabilities they don't now they don't tend to give a certain diagnostic or trying to find a word for every single diagnosis because it's a spectrum mm-hmm. so there you fit somewhere on there you are on that spectrum i'm on the spectrum of like I'm a woman as the way that I show up or I choose to show up as a woman you know Mm -hmm. I'm not Barbie but I'm not like you know (laughs) like I'm somewhere on that spectrum and that is beautiful if Mm -hmm. you start looking at the world with that lens you gain so much perspective and so much acceptance as well Yeah. And I I talked a lot. Tell me what you think.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You are all good. I, I think too, that you're so right in this considering complexity, being open to hearing each other's stories, to want to hear Mm -hmm. from other people and understand who they are, where they're coming from. And if we're looking at it from, like you said, focus on the vegan perspective, because that's what we're talking about tonight. (laughs) If we can do that, it opens both of us up in the conversation, whoever we're speaking to and us to seeing other ways of getting them there. So you gave the example Mm -hmm. of asking someone, well, you said that you love animals and you like this idea maybe of being vegan, but you're not doing it. Why aren't you doing it? And if you've already learned a little bit about them and you ask a question like that, people are going to be more open to help to figuring out an answer to it, a lot less defensive, right? But also you can start to help them see where they could make a change. So maybe they're Mm -hmm. still not going to go vegan overnight. Maybe they're like, you know, I'm working a lot. I don't have a lot of support that way at home. I'm the one who has to make all the food. It just seems like too much and I want to do it and I can't. And then you can help them find quick vegan meals, or you can start them with buying that shampoo. Replace your shampoo with a vegan one. Start bringing in veganism in little bits where it's manageable for you until you can make a change when you're ready to make a change. And even if it doesn't go anywhere, there's a deeper understanding. And my goodness, are we missing that in the world today? Mm -hmm. We are, you know, you hear this all the time. We're so connected because we have things like zoom for us to do this podcast. We have all the social medias for people to always know what their exes are up to and their second grade <laughs> teacher and, you know, everybody <laughs> that they've mm-hmm. ever crossed paths with. But at the same time, we're completely disconnected. And it is, I don't know if it's this way all around the world, but certainly in the U S it's mm-hmm. almost as if, The more we're online, the less we're interested in real people knowing anything about us. And it almost feels offensive when someone asks a deeper question than like, hello, because even in the US, you say, how are you? Nobody wants the answer to that. They want you to just say, good, how Mm -hmm. are you? And move on with your day here. If someone says, I'm actually having a really tough day. And I'm really glad that you asked me that. They're like, whoa, I'm not your therapist. No thanks, but Mm -hmm. if we can have those conversations, like you were talking about, what what a difference the the world could could how different could the world be if we were able to still have conversations with each other?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, it's so beautiful you say that because why did so many of us go vegan in the first place? By compassion. Mm -hmm. And along the way, somewhere, we lost compassion for others. Yeah. We gained all that beautiful compassion for animals, and that's amazing. Mm
0: -hmm. It is.
1: It's really beautiful and it's amazing. And I applaud everyone that's been able to do it, you know, to gain that deeper level of compassion and connection. Yeah. But somewhere along the way, somehow, we lost compassion for our peers Mm -hmm. we lost compassion for people that don't think like us and that's not where we came from that's not the you know we need to keep that compassion going beyond you know i think that's Mm -hmm. what a lot of people are struggling with when you know when we talk about veganism in this day and age because people are like Well, aren't you thinking about, you know, this issue and that issue? Yes. And, but you're right. Some of us have lost that sight. We have lost that compassion because we're so angry. Mm -hmm. And all, it feels like all our compassion is toward, like directed toward just the animals. And I'm not, it's not, that's not everyone. Right. That's just like, that's big generalization here, but I felt like that at some point. Oh yeah. And I had, yeah. And I had, I had to regain my compassion for people that don't think like me. Can you imagine the difference it would make if again, you know, Republicans and Democrats could feel compassion for each other Mm -hmm. because both parties, so that's that's the thing that's interesting with complexity, right? Is that everyone think that they're right. Yeah. (laughs) And you need to keep that in mind. You have to, you have to, like this person in front of me truly believes that the highest value in life, for example, is money. They truly believe that the most important thing in this world is money. And if only you could understand that, you would feel so much better in your life. Mm -hmm. They truly believe that that's not my reality. But just because I'm not experiencing a reality does not invalidate that reality. And so can you imagine, like in my (laughs) head, of course, like it's like, like utopian, right? But can you imagine a world where everyone can just keep that in mind? And I'm, oh, I'm on the, you know, I'm Democrat, you're Republican. I don't know why I have this. It's just that it's so, it's such an easy example. It is, because yeah. Like, <laughs> even <laughs> as Canadian, you know, like, even as a Canadian, that's how I see, like, biggest dualities.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: biggest like rivalry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and can you yeah can you just approach the other person saying like I understand that this is what matters most to you and you can fight for that and I will still fight for what I believe in and Mm. thank you for understanding that too Mm. you know
0: yeah I think I don't want to go off on this tangent because that would be a whole other podcast episode. <laughs> but I I'll think back. <laughs> yeah, for for you know, for me here in the US, I, I definitely feel like there are people who on the Republican side have gone so far that there's such a danger to mm-hmm. not just themselves, but the people around them, the the people in the country people in other countries uh I feel like they've become such a, a dangerous piece that that they're it's such a risk where I can't be like that's your reality and I'm okay with it because mm-hmm. I fear for the world as a whole if the reality becomes their reality. But I, in a in a larger sense of things, I totally see how, like where where you're coming from and yeah. and that uh that it really would help us as vegans be better advocates for the animals as people who are working to improve the the lives of others the our own lives like mm-hmm. as we if we can have these true conversations and work together with people where we aren't aligning on everything and being able to still have a goal together and work towards and meet that goal, that in and of itself would, I think, create a world where the people who have a reality that is dangerous for the rest of us mm-hmm. become a non-issue. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: you know what? I I completely agree with you. And It's always touchy, you know, especially when we talk about politics and people that are in power and who are making decisions. It's like so much different than if you just meet someone in the street. And, it's you know, Mm -hmm. very. I completely agree with you. And and also, it kind of proves my point. Well, my point, I was not trying to make a point, but (laughs) it kind of proves the fact that these people in power that are, you know, gone so far and are so deep in their their belief that we cannot we cannot quite understand it mm-hmm. shows how far they are disconnected from their compassion how yeah. far they are con- disconnected from the rest you mm-hmm. know how far we have come to like you said be be aware of so much see so much be able to reach anyone really through a screen yeah. and yet so disconnected from each other's reality Mm -hmm. and i so agree with you i think the way you you phrased it was beautiful and yeah if we could only i just don't see another way in my own you know (laughs) in my own head i don't see another way than keeping the light keeping Mm -hmm. the keeping the fight with compassion, keeping the fight with this awareness that I will never be able to fully grasp who you are and what your reality is. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll never be fully able to understand you and that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> you will never <laughs> be able to fully understand me <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because I'm a complex human being. We are so complex. Yeah. Um, But that is, it's just, It's fascinating to keep that in mind. And especially, Mm -hmm. you know, if you have um if you have interactions with people and that kind of like throws you off a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um reminding you you're reminding yourself, oh, I don't understand everything about that person. And I can help you like in a mental health, Mm
0: -hmm. you know,
1: like in a (laughs) in a nervous system kind of way to kind of regulate oh yeah I don't understand fully what's going on you know
0: I love that yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) I think that's going to help a lot of people (laughs) in their day-to-day interactions yeah
1: yeah yeah I hope so just deep breath I don't understand you fully you know there's some people that for them it's way more difficult to stay there like my partner and one of my friends they're very curious people so they need to know (laughs) you know they need to know like and they ask questions after questions after questions where I'm more the kind of person who's like you know I've always been like oh okay yeah I don't need good enough. I don't need details. I'm fine. You know? So for yep. some people it's gonna be so difficult to be like, yeah, but I need to understand everything. Mm-hmm. And for others, it's gonna be like, you know what? A mantra, I can live with just a mantra. I'm fine. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I have I've got two more questions for you. Okay. Uh, they're gonna be a lot lighter than than okay. what we've just been talking about. Um So you've mentioned you met your partner and he, he was living in Germany. So you lived there for a while and you're in Canada. Or do you guys split time between the two countries? Yes, that's right. Well,
1: that's the goal. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I lived three years in Germany with him and uh, we've been here for a year and a half. And the goal is to switch every two years. Okay. So we have a little home in Germany and, um, Oh I talked about the chicken earlier unfortunately the chicken had a very unfortunate end that's why you know we were able to leave actually because they were there was a fox there was oh. a fox attack and that does not forgive yeah. um they they don't they don't leave anything behind foxes mm-hmm. so unfortunately we lost all of our chicken that was oh. very sad I was I grieved them for a very long time and yeah. after that we said no more chickens you know, like no more animals. We're fine. We can just travel between Canada and Germany
0: mm-hmm.
1: on our own. and <laughs> <laughs> it's perfectly fine. So yeah, yeah that's okay. what we do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I wanted, I was curious since you, you have kind of the, that back and forth and the experience of being there and now you've been here for a little bit uh, yeah. or, you know, in Canada, what's the, do you notice, is there like a big difference between kind of veganism in where you are in Canada and veganism where you live in Germany? What's like, tell me about that. How is it in both places?
1: (laughs) That is such a great question because you could think so. Okay. So in Germany, we live in a very small village. So smallest village there's not even a bar and we're talking about Germany there's bars in every single village (laughs) not in ours okay that's how small our village is yeah (laughs) and here in Canada we live in the city and you could think because of that that it would be easier to be vegan in Canada because we're you know where everything is but somehow we are in the city of Canada that's less connected to veganism (laughs) (laughs) As can be and in germany globally in such a small country just globally everything when something is available it's available everywhere ah. so i think there's two there's two um kind of answers to that i found it easier to be to eat plant based, right? So, whole food, plant based. I mm-hmm. found that way easier in Germany, way easier. It's <laughs> and and it's just their lifestyle, right? It's 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 not as Americanized, things are a bit more healthy. Whole foods are it, it's part of you know the German culture. Even the people who still eat meat,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's more whole food and it's more vegetables. We have a Big garden, you know, we live in the in the countryside. So we have a garden. We have our garden, like our our vegetables all summer long and during the fall. So very easy. But here (laughs) it's very easy to be a junk food vegan. Ah. (laughs) It's very easy to just like grab that little snack and you know, grab those little things that are ready for us, even if we're like we have two vegan restaurants or three in total here in quebec city so but it's a great question and i think you know we have been gone from germany a year and a half and i am certain that we will go back in a year or so and our vegan aisle will have exploded
0: yeah It, (laughs)
1: it goes so so fast in germany you go to berlin and we're not near Berlin we're near Frankfurt but you go to Berlin every corner of the street there's a vegan restaurant everywhere it's beautiful it's yeah. love, love it love. <laughs> I absolutely love it um but yeah it's uh, again in Germany it's harder to be vegan in our village mm-hmm. because in the village itself you know we don't go to a restaurant we don't we cook everything at home so at home it's easy but in terms of like social interactions mm-hmm. it's a bit harder. people don't understand when we go to all the fests and if you know german culture you know that there's fest festivals all the time <laughs> yeah there's nothing for us we can just eat um, french fries that's it
0: <laughs> and drink <laughs> you know? the beer right <laughs> and we drink the
1: beer and that's you know like Uh, you're gonna have a headache in the morning because you didn't eat a lot you know so and here it's easier because no matter where we go our friends are you know they're very accepting of it and if there's a festival very often there will be a food truck with vegan food so it's like it feels like it balances itself in a way Mm -hmm. it's kind of the same experience
0: (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I was in Munich in 2006 and I was still a vegetarian at the time. So I was able to eat pretty much everywhere because, you know, even breakfast, I was able to just have like cheese sandwiches for breakfast and the bread over there. Oh my goodness. The bread, I was Mm. so happy having bread with like every meal. So good.
1: Uh, (laughs) And German and their bread, hello all the Germans out there they will know they're like yes bread don't give me don't give me sandwich like don't give me toast give me bread yeah it's different toast and bread not the same thing do not make that mistake <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah I love that I love the you know it's big in Germany the vegan ba- um, not vegan just the bakeries in mm-hmm. general um, in our village, we had a like a delivery service every Saturday morning, where the bakery would just come with a little food truck, and you would Ooh. order your your fresh bread. You know, every week they would come with your order of fresh oh bread. Oh my gosh! And in our house, that would last two days.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: Because Germans, they eat bread all the time. Yeah. Morning, lunch,
0: (laughs) dinner, all the time. Why not? I mean, (laughs) I'm here for that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think that is the perfect segue to my final question to you, Marie. (laughs) Because I'm thinking about bread and one of my favorite things to put on bread is hummus. Mm. Tell me about your favorite hummus or your favorite way to eat hummus.
1: Oh my God. Okay. So I knew this question was coming, right? (laughs) And I've discovered a little place on the island in front of my city. It's called L'Epicerie Radie. And she makes, oh my God, she makes (laughs) the best garnished hummus.
0: Oh
1: yeah. Oh yeah. It's it's fantastic. It's phenomenal. I could eat that every single day. It's just, you know, a plate of hummus with and it's garnished like so beautifully with every time it's a little bit different, but the one time that was my favorite, she put some impossible ground um ground. Okay. Ground, like yeah. meat on top huh. with pomegranate oh oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) and some some I don't know like maybe paprika and then some I don't know there was like a spice on it and herbs. there was parsley uh parsley and oh my god yeah delicious (laughs) so delicious one please like oh (laughs) two three please I will take some home yeah (laughs) it is delicious and now every single time I have just normal hummus from the store I'm a little like mm, <laughs> I wish I had the good hummus with the topping it would be yeah. so simple to do myself but I'm like <laughs> yeah,
0: something about <laughs> when someone else makes it at the moment? yeah <laughs> my you know it's i went through a roasted red pepper phase for the last couple Ooh. of months oh it's mm-hmm. so good and it's got like the the bits um of roasted red peppers in it yeah. and i i haven't been making my own hummus lately so i was buying cedar's brand don't know mm-hmm. if they have that in canada but uh, but it's it's really good and then i kind of was like oh, i'm not in the mood for the roasted red pepper anymore and now i'm just back to the regular plain mm-hmm. With tahini in it. And it's just, yeah. I love the simplicity because I feel like I can do so much with it. Yeah. I convince myself, like, oh, this one's got so many toppings in it. Uh, you know, I can't mix and match with a bunch of different things. But the the plain one, I feel like I could turn it into a sauce, I can put it on toast, I can make it with pasta. And uh, so that's where I'm at now. I'm just plain old tahini mm. flavored hummus. And then
1: it gives you the opportunity to put this beautiful topping pomegranate. I'm telling you, you have yeah. to put a little bit of pomegranate on top of your hummus.
0: It's, I'm going to give that a try. It's, mm, it's beautiful. <laughs> yes. <I laughs> I'm love very it. passionate about it. So <laughs> I can tell. That. And it's perfect <laughs> because they're coming into season now here on the yes. East Coast, right? So yes, we'll have plenty right. of pomegranate available to us. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Marie, this has been wonderful. What a great conversation. Yeah, I'm really
1: glad. It was really nice. (laughs) Thank
0: you. Yeah, thank you so much for joining me tonight.
1: And thank you for having me. Thank you so much.
0: Welcome back. How great was that conversation? I really enjoyed all of the directions we went in. And listening back, I'm definitely going to have to have some bread once I'm done here, just like I did after our interview ended. Check out the show notes for a link to vegan sugar pie. To connect with Marie, find her on Instagram at your vegan VA and on LinkedIn. That link will be in the show notes. I hope you found this episode helpful and inspiring. Please subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode, and if you're loving it, please give Did you bring the hummus a five-star rating and leave a review. It's an easy way to keep supporting the show. Be sure to share these episodes with your friends. If you're finding something good here, they will too. If you're a vegan or know a vegan who would be a great fit for the podcast, follow the "Be a Guest" link in the show notes, fill out the quiz, and I'll be in touch. I also have a new freebie on my website. Sign up for my mailing list and get a PDF of three amazing vegan recipes. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Did You Bring the Hummus, and visit my website DidYouBringTheHummus.com for more information about me, updates on what I'm working on new podcast episodes, and all things vegan. Finally, I would love to hear from you. What do you need help with? Is there a topic you want to hear covered on a future episode? DM me on Instagram or send me an email at didyoubringthehummus at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.